0: Today's topic, restoration, and I tagged this restoration, recovery, or please, if you're with your book and your pen, please advise you to write because God has a lot for you. Don't, um, what's the word now? Don't allow yourself to be, you know, shall don't cheat yourself. So today's text to be taken from the book of Psalm 126, from verses 1 to 3. Psalm 126, verses 1 to 3. It says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who drink. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. So quickly, what is restoration? So today we'll just be interacting, I'll be asking questions and I hope we respond. Restoration can be defined as you're receiving back what has been lost. Restoration can define as um, the point where something that you know you were charged of has been returned to its original position. Restoration can be the returning of something or someone to their original state, and you know restoration can only take place when something has been lost. It has been displayed or taken for granted. But then, for something to be restored, like I said, it has to be lost. And what is loss? Loss can be defined as in the King James Dictionary described as something that you've been separated away from, or it also means you being deprived of something. You see, with the way everything has been, there is no how as believers we have lost something, be it someone, be it property, be it health, anything, we have lost something. And that's why we're here that God should actually restore us. But before we go into restoration, we actually need to know. Why we lose? Why is it that we Christians we actually lose? the Bible says that we have, you know, in Christ Jesus we have riches in glory. You know, God is going to restore us. But why do we lose? So we're going to be taking. So I tagged this thing into categories. So there's the self-inflicted category and there's the God-inflicted category. The self-inflicted category is these are losses as a result of your own efforts. These are things you lose because of your actions, the things you lose because of the things you have done. Why the God inflicted loss are things, you know, because God wants them to be. Now the first category is lack of wisdom. You lose things because of lack of wisdom. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, Hebrews 2 verse 1, it says, It says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. You know, um, I think last month, God opened my eyes to the book of Genesis 28 that talks about Jacob. The Bible says that Jacob was sleeping and then in his dream saw angels ascending and descending. You know, what God opened my eyes to see was that the angels were literally communicating with Jacob, but Jacob was sleeping. And the Bible now says that God himself came down to meet Jacob or Jacob was sleeping. When Jacob woke up, he said, Ah, it's like God was here. That's lack of wisdom. And if you read further, you understand that he tried to regain what he lost. So sometimes we lose things because we lack wisdom. We lose precious things because we lack discernment. Discernment is the ability to notice things and is the ability to judge well. You know, the invite for this Sunday service, my brother, there's this um, program, I'm inviting you for, um, there are many services like that, I mean, in a year we have 12 months, so, there can be like different programs, lack of discernment, lack of wisdom. Nigeria is where it is because of lack of wisdom, also there are other things to play. If you're not able to judge things well, you realize that you lose them faster. Another reason why, yes, the Bible says in the book of Matthew 13, it says, while men slept, the enemy sowed tears. While men slept, Jacob slept. Some of us are sleeping, that's why we lose things. Also, carelessness, this is nonchalance. This is you taking things for granted. You lose things because you you don't hold things in value. Sometimes people invite us for life-changing opportunities, but we feel like, well, there are other meetings. The Bible says in Revelation 3, it says, hold fast. Don't allow things, to be, don't like, don't let things slip from your hand easily. Don't be careless about your destiny. Don't be careless about your future. Don't be careless about opportunities that come your way. Hold them, as they come, grab them, grab them. The Bible says the violent ticket by force. Grab them. If they ask "Is he only, you only tell them I don't want to lose. And you see, this nonchalancy thing, it's eating in most of us. Because some things that we feel like that it's just, it's just, it's just, we take things casually. But God is asking us that if you want total restoration, you have to first of all learn to take things seriously, hold things in value. And another thing is ignorance. So I first of all said we lose things because of lack of wisdom. We lose things because of carelessness. And third, we lose things because of ignorance. The Bible says that when people pray for lack of knowledge. Huh. You see this thing about ignorance. Why didn't you do something I didn't know? But she she came, I actually did not know. This is ignorance. There's so many times the opportunities pass us by because of ignorance. Let's open our Bibles to Psalm Psalm 82, verse 5 to 7. It's a very, very popular scripture. Psalm 82, verse 5 to 7. It says, please read with me. They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. He said, you are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High, but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. This is the Psalmist saying, these people don't understand what they carry. They don't know how much power they have in them. They don't know the opportunities they have He said to them, you are God, you are children of the Most High. But because of lack of, because of ignorance, you shall die like men and fall like one of us." I declare over our lives, if there's any way we'll be ignorant, God will restore us back in the name of Jesus. You see this ignorance thing? It seems as if, you know, it's just ignorance, you know, I, I didn't know. But let me tell you, there's so many people in this world that when they get to heaven and God is like, why did you follow me? Why did you this?" God, nobody came to preach to me. Nobody, and I'm telling you the honest truth, it's not an excuse. It's a a different thing for you to be careless, but it's another thing for you to not know. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, arise, for your light is come. And what is the Bible telling you? It's telling those people here that see, even because of your ignorance, we're asking you to arise. If you want God to restore you, you have to wake up from your slumber. You have to wake up from making excuses. You have to wake up from... I'm not the only one here. Everybody's doing You have to wake up from that. Then Ezekiel 2, verse 1 to 2. Ezekiel 2, verse 1 to 2. It says, and he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Some of us want restoration. Some of us want to recover what we have lost. But their ignorance would always be a barrier for that restoration to happen. And finally, on the self-inflicted losses, we have the abuse and misuse. The Bible talks about Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. you know, God. Uh, the uh, the king or the priest or whatever at that time gave people talents. He said, "You take five, you take two, you take one." This person, when that got five, she doubled that one, He got two, he doubled his own. But you that God gave one, he said, "No, our master works very hard. Let me bury it. You don't bury talents, you bury seeds. You don't bury talents, you bury seeds." Some of us are misusing the opportunities God has given to us. And that's why we use them. You are so endowed in Christ. You have so much in you, but abuse, misuse. You see this thing about grace, most of us misuse it. And don't worry, I'll tell God I'm sorry, and that'll be the end. You see, one the day I can never always for a judgment because that day was very sweet. I'll just be sad Because God, will be like, I, I gave you a talent. I asked you to use this talent for my glory. But then you're like, eh? Well, should we have other people in the kingdom to use? Why, why I'm not as important as you know? There was a time that I was having this rediscovery. discovery time and I really wanted to know what God had in store for me. God, what do you want me to do? So God now took me through acting, took me through you know, um, a lot of stages like some things I didn't even know that I have. For some time, I've never acted, I've never, you know, I've never done drama. But you see, when I get to heaven and I don't continue this thing for the glory of God to be abused and misused. Some of you have so much in so like, you. You are saying God Some of so is like how could I restore you when you're misusing it? You have so much grace, so much power. You misuse it. The parable of the rich fool. God gave him so much. He said, ah, to myself. Time to enjoy myself. But the Bible says, you fool, come home. Let's see when you want to have time to use or enjoy yourself. God has given us so much abundance, abundance in the world, abundance in riches, abundance in intelligence, abundance in wisdom. But we misuse it. We spend so much time doing things that, you know, don't profit the kingdom. Things that do not bring glory to God. You know, I just I will not say I marvel. But actually shake my head when God has given you so much gift and it's the secular music, the gift of singing, and the secular music you want to sing. There was a friend of mine when in the same church together, he's now abroad. This guy, I'm telling you, if someone should sing, the glory of the Lord reached this ground That's how anointed he was or he is. But when this guy had the opportunity to travel, he's singing secular music. The, this, my dad told me of this story, late magic, Pashek. Like any song you listen to, that's like there's this rain song. Um, so when he sings, when you listen to the song, rain actually starts falling. That is the power, the gift he carried. But then he died not quite long because he misused his gifts. But who will remember him? And know something, Pastor Kuli Ajay and him, they are contemporaries. One is, one is using his gifts for God, another person uses his gifts. The enemy. How are you using the gifts God has given you? You want so many opportunities to come your way, so many things, so many scholarships. God, please, if I should just travel. But God is saying, I cannot let this thing happen to you because you're going to misuse what I've given you. Don't be like the don't be like this guy in Matthew 25 who buried his talents. I said, You don't bury talent, you bury seeds. Seeds that will germinate, that will sprout up. But the talent God has given you, you will use it for his glory. If you're going to use the talent God has given you for his glory, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to the past B. The God inflicted loss. You may be asking, how can God inflict loss? Maybe it says that the compassionate God. You know, this is a loss as a result of test and truth. Throughout last week, this was God, God actually took me through. Because I was trying to understand how is it that I lose? And it's a God inflicted loss. The Bible says in the book of Job, chapter 9, verse 9 to 12, the devil and God were communicating. God, they were like, You gave this guy so much. That's why he's it's, it's like, God said, Alright, let's test his faith. Take everything, but don't take his life. And now, I want you to understand that the reason, there are mysteries behind the tests and trials as children of God that we go through. There is a mystery. The Bible says that these mysteries are open to you, but not to them. You as a believer, you have access to these mysteries. The mystery is simply that when trials and tests come, you rejoice and endure. It sounds very foolish. You lose something, you are rejoicing. I remember when my brother um, died, and my mom was like, let's praise. Let's, instead of praying, let's praise. I was already saying, God, I cannot be the only child. No, no, no. I was weeping, but my mom was praising God. To the glory of God, God revived him. (laughs) In the time of troubles, time of trials, time of tests, God is saying praise. God is saying rejoice. God is saying endure. Joe's friends, that was the Bible says that his friends came. He said, it's because you did this, it's because you did that, it's because you did, but there was one man. He said, no, your friends have spoken." He said that, um, for there is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. It was that his friend that told him and said, no, this is not about your righteousness. Job was saying, I'm a righteous man. I've never lied. My, my children go to church. But you must say it's not about, about God. When God wants to do something in your life, he will test you. Abraham would have said, what's the point? If you gave me this son. Am I not righteous enough? But then God was testing me. The Bible says that John said, I have borne myself. He, he said that, please, have mercy upon me. I'm sorry. That's because he understood the mystery behind losses. That's tests and trials that we go through as believers. Loss is as a result of test natural can be seen as a prison of training. The Bible says that Joseph, that guy, he really suffered. He went, you know, his brothers hated him, so they did a lot of him. You know, to past and thank you, Jesus, this man made him master of this faith, hallelujah. Then after that, you know, the lady wanted to sleep with him, after that problem he prison. But the Bible did tell him that Joseph complained. You see, when God is putting you test and trial, you see the hand of favor you? The Bible says that the butler and the uh, the king servant they met him there. Ah, so me you are here. You know not the anything. I did something, but they met themselves there. But oh, Joseph was serviceable. He was serviceable during this period. He could have said, God, these people did something. I didn't do anything. But oh, God was saying, endure. Very soon you will control everywhere. Understand that failure, the opposite of success is failure. But sometimes failure can be part of your success story. We go through some things so that we can have scars to show to show that yes, this is what I've been through. You go through something so that when somebody asks you, "Eh, and say no, I know where I'm coming from. You see, um, Pastor, the I'm you are, are able to comfort people who lose love ones, especially children, because they have gone through it. You will experience some losses that will teach you, that will train you. And when somebody comes to meet you, I'm going you. say, don't worry. I'll be there and I'll help you. Look at Joseph. Now if somebody who's in the prison comes to meet him, why are do you doing? say, don't worry. There is a set time. There is an appointed time. And actually, there are sometimes you don't, you know, we're so um, brought up in a way that it's until we lose something, we appreciate them. Until we lose some friends, that we actually appreciate those friends. Jesus Christ, on his way to the cross, lost his dignity. But then the Bible says in Philippians that he, he was given the name above all names. The Bible says that Jesus became a man. He had to carry what was not his all because of a purpose, or because he wanted us to be restored. There are some times when we go through trials, trials and tests because of a purpose. Finally, we'll be going to be, how are we going to be restored? Okay, we understand that it's either my fault for the reason why I'm here, or maybe because God is putting me through a test. What are the ways we can be restored? First of all, we have to evaluate ourselves. We have to examine our lives. The Bible says in the book of Luke 15, 17 to 20 talks about the prodigal son. This guys found his dad this morning. Well, the Bible says, up, let's read it. Luke 15. We won't read everything. Luke 15. It says, follow me here. It says, but when he came to himself, but when he came to himself, what does that mean? But asking you to evaluate yourself. God, why am, I, why am I here? Why am I like this? Pastor Phoebe was saying something that he felt so well, they just have to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing him. But then a class came and he asked himself, come. What am I feeling? He said nobody preached to him, nobody, no, and he wasn't even born again. But when he evaluated himself, that's when his success story began. But asking you that if you want restoration, excuse me, you have to evaluate yourself. Ask yourself, why am I like this? It's I be careless, and what am I being careless with my destiny? Why am I just taking things as they come? Why don't I take things with so much value? Stop making excuses and um, Everybody has their own time and good things happen to bad people. Stop making excuses The day you stop making excuses that's the day your restoration begins Some of us we have dreams. Some of us we have visions. But let me tell you dreams only occur in the night Wake up. The Bible says arise wake up from the dream and activate those dreams some of us we say um, you know, no food for the lazy man, you know. The Bible says that And when Jesus was hungry, he ate. When he was tired, he slept. Ah, Jesus? The Bible says that he prayed 40 days and 40 nights back to back. This is somebody that was tiring in the place of prayer. He was, you're, when he slept. When he was tired, he slept. You need to love your destiny more than the casual things of this world. If you're not, if you prefer to sleep, to relax. You don't love your destiny. You need to evaluate yourself. Say to myself, why am I I doing this? Actually, why am I doing this? But let me tell you the great thing. When you evaluate yourself, God will be waiting for you to give you an answer and He's going to help you. The Bible says that when the prodigal son evaluated himself, was going back, his father was already with him, and his father was already approaching. That means his father was already going to look for him. So God, the Bible said, I'm the said, Oh, the old- way well, he says God is chasing us, he's chasing us. When before God chases you, or before you, you meet God, you must have evaluated yourself. Secondly, the power of humility. Psalm 51 verse 17, it says God loves a broken sacrifice. Okay, you've evaluated yourself. Now approach God with humility. The prodigal son says, see, I know I don't qualify to be my father's son again. I'll just go and be his son. That's humility. When you you acknowledge the fact that, okay, these losses are as a result of carelessness, ignorance, you humble yourself and meet God. Then finally, knowledge. You want to be restored get knowledge in all your getting get knowledge get wisdom be intentional about your restoration get book read books listen to podcasts listen to things if it's financial loss you're going to read books read pastor Matthew Ashmore's books on how to gain wealth pastor bishop david do you listen to sermon on marriage he said something that he was counseling people and they were saying they have never read any book on marriage he said see you're not ready for marriage. Read books, you want restoration, health. Read books, read things, they will, the word of God is so rich. But then some of us, we haven't gotten to a point where when we read a scripture, we're able to analyze them the way it ought to be. Why don't you read other people's books that would seem as a way of guide? There's this thing they say in law, it's called sources of law, primary sources and secondary sources. The primary source is the, the law itself. While the secondary sources are like books and things, when you don't know where to get the particular scripture that is going to help you, get a secondary source, books, podcasts that will lead you to those things. You want the key to restoration in financial loss, health, you know, business, school, whatever it is, educational loss. There are books that will lead you to where the scripture says this and that, this and this. intentional about it the anchor text says um it says that the lord turned around the captivity of zion and were like men that dreams the lord turned around the captivity of zion when the lord brought back the captivity of when so that means there is a time so i don't know who you are here you asking God to restore you. Is it your health, your loss? It would be very foolish of you to still be saying, what if people say this? What if people say that? The prodigal son didn't think about the friends he kept when he ran back to his father, when he made that mistake. So God is asking you to come. I will restore you. You cannot be restored if you don't know Christ. All these things that I've mentioned, these are for people who are in Christ. So if you're here, and you have not given your life to Christ. Please, just raise your hand. Please, I want all heads bowed. Just raise your hand. It's between you and God. is not a me and, this is not a church something. This is you and God. And say to yourself, Lord Jesus, Father, please have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Please forgive me all my sins. You are my Lord and Savior. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Please, everything about me, Lord, I put it in your hands. Please take full control. Please take full charge. I'm yours forever. In Jesus' name I pray. So while I was praying, Amen, the Lord dropped it in my heart to pray for three things. People who need healing, and people whose parents are going through divorce and separation. I don't know who you are, but I just want to let you know that whatever thing you came with today in terms of ill health, pain, I decree over your life that you are healed in the name of Jesus. And I decree over your parents' marriages, whoever you are, your parents are on the brink of separation and divorce. In the name of Jesus, the love of God will saturate your home in the name of Jesus. And finally, for anyone going through serious financial loss, the Bible says that uh, he owns the heaven and the earth, the cattle on the thousand hills are his. Whatever loss you're going to the Lord, God is going to restore you in the name of Jesus. Whatever thing you're going to, financial challenge, school fees, don't worry. My God is capable. You will see God move mightily in the name of Jesus. And I say again, your parents are going through divorce. Don't worry. God is going to sort you out. In Jesus' name I'm prayed. Praise God. Praise God. I mean, to say, God I'm to talk to you all in the world. Thank you. I want to sing this song. Something's moving, something's changing. Singing glory, feels like heaven up.